Hello, welcome to the Deliciously Seller podcast. Today we are going to be talking to Emma Gannon, the girl lost in the city, and amongst other things, we'll be discussing body image. I really think that being different is amazing. So we are here today with author, blogger and podcaster Emma Gannon. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much. It's such an honour. I love your podcast. Thank you very much. I also love yours. So I'm really excited by this because Emma was one of the first people that really championed Deliciously Seller when it was in its infancy. She got someone to come and see my Edinburgh show. I ended up in Glamour. It was the most exciting thing that's ever happened. So thank you so much. It's so good to have you in. You are welcome. I love, I just refresh your Instagram. I'm like, you are taking over the world. Oh, I'm me. like, I knew, I knew Bella when she was on, you know. 500 mark (laughs) you found me at 500 and you were like what is this I was hooked I was hooked oh amazing so um you've just written a book which is very exciting yes very exciting that's so exciting so it's about growing up online and the internet which obviously we're really interested in because I want to talk about sort of body image and you know what it's like being a young person with the internet everywhere like it's Different, different. Absolutely. I feel that um, it's kind of funny that it feels too soon to write a memoir. It's like, what can I possibly know in Mm. my 20s? I don't know anything. Still learning, figuring stuff out. But I find that decade really interesting where um, the millennials of our generation were kind of exploring the internet when it was just a pixelated dial-up mess. Mm. And I feel like we learned quite a lot during that time. And like my parents didn't really know what I was doing. I don't think they really knew... They weren't addicted to their iPads yet. They were kind of like, what are you doing in the computer room? Yeah, and that like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and fighting with a sibling and trying to get the parents off the um, landline so you could actually go on. Mm, Yeah, to MSN, boys. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it was bad, but then I kind of learnt so much. I feel like I can have made the internet my career because I was so into it. But then I kind of think, what? What do teenagers do now? I mean, if I had Snapchat, I don't know. I just think there's so many more ways to be bullied, which is really sad. Yeah. Um, we had MSN, obviously, and I have some horror stories from that. But yeah, if I had a phone in my back pocket now and I was a teenager, yeah. I don't know what I'd do. It would be a nightmare. It would. My friend refers to my phone as the basilisk. Because if I look it directly in the eye and something bad happens, like someone says something horrible or or if it's even just before bed, then I'll just be like, ah. Yes, I know. And I have to put mine on um, aeroplane mode so that apparently like, the radiation doesn't go into your mind. You oh, really? Yeah, you're meant to just block it so like nothing can like get into your brain during while you sleep. Yeah, I've started putting aeroplane mode on, but just to stop me, because then I hear a notification of anything, I'm like, oh, I better check what that is. Yeah. I genuinely think I gave myself a repetitive strain injury <laughs> from looking at my phone. Yeah. So, Well, I, I um, spoke to my friend the other day and she was like, I've got a claw, because um, <laughs> she's just like been scrolling too much and holding her phone too much. And I was like, do you think we have a problem? Maybe we do. <laughs> there was a moment last week where I grind my teeth really badly, so I have one of those disgusting, like... Uh, mouth braces so I was wearing a mouth brace and then also I was wearing a neck brace because of the repetitive strain injury from Instagram and I was just sat there with my phone holding it up by my head and I went you're the sexiest woman alive (laughs) this is a moment this is this is how you're gonna get a boyfriend looking just like this (laughs) just scroll through some boyfriends it's fine (laughs) exactly exactly so you have a really positive relationship with the internet overall you would say yes but there are definitely negative sides. Have you had much trolling? Oh, yeah, loads. But then I find, like, what's interesting for me is when 
when I'm on panels, for example, we talk about mm. this and I'm with someone who maybe is a journalist and is slightly older than me, I'm a bit more kind of apathetic, I guess. I think I'm kind of like, oh, like, whatever. I'm used to it. Yeah. Have you been on MSN when you were 13? Nothing's as bad as that. <laughs> Whereas I think for the older generation, they're just, they're a bit more shocked. Yeah. And um, she said to me, she was like, I'm surprised that you um, you kind of don't let it get to you. And I think... Because I don't know. I wouldn't ever want to say that being bullied when you're younger is a good thing, but it definitely hardened me. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I feel quite hardened to it all. I'm a bit like, just say what you want. Like, I've already got my body out on Instagram. Like, I'm in control of this. Yeah. I like, I'm in control of what I put out there. And people are like, oh, I bet you just don't get embarrassed by anything. I'm like, I get embarrassed by everything, but not that because I choose to do it. Yes, exactly. You're empowering yourself. And that's why I feel like writing the book and it's so cringe and it's so embarrassing and it's just very vulnerable, but I'm telling the story. So no one else has said it. I've said it. So I feel very much in control. And I feel the same when when I'm online. It's sort of like, well, this is who I am. Mm. So, Mm. you know, you can unfollow me. It's fine. But there's something really cool about that of just kind of doing whatever you want to do. And I do think that you know, TV shows like Girls, for example. I hate that that's the like only reference I can make really sometimes because there's not enough out there of yeah. women just being themselves exactly. and getting everything out. And I was like, oh my God, Lena's like pale and wobbly and loving her life. I was like, I'm pale and wobbly and can love my life. Yeah. And it was just a really nice moment of, I don't actually give a shit that I don't have a thigh gap, genuinely. Mm. Um, I was on a photo shoot yesterday and, and um, I was just like, I-, I will squidge my thighs together. I do not care. And that was just a really cool moment. Yeah, Very different from when I was younger, when I was, like, photoshopping my face when I was 12. Yeah, I mean, if I had got Instagram, I think, when I was 16, I absolutely would have been attempting to look like I had a thigh gap. Or I I I don't think I would have gone on it because I would have been so terrified that I wouldn't be as, like, pretty or thin or able to do a duck face as everyone else. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. But I, I really think that being different is amazing. And especially kind of being the bit of the ugly duckling in the blogging world. Not that I'm, like kind of put myself down but I do feel different from the other bloggers I'm definitely feel different and from I the just other feel a little bit like oh don't fit into that category oh haven't got that from ASOS but um <laughs> <laughs> I just think if everyone looked the same it'd be so boring it would be so boring I get invited to quite a lot of like blogger events now and I'm like I'm just going to feel so awkward because you'll like pose like kissing a pool inflatable and you'll look like a goddess and I'll just be like (laughs) on the ground like a troll like not knowing what to do I did this photo shoot the other day my first professional photo shoot and they went can you stick your tongue out I was like what they were like can you do like a winky face I was like absolutely not they were like just put your hands in your hair so I really awkwardly had to sort of put my hand like in my fringe and be like ooh (laughs) yeah I can't do that either but then I think it's fine to um, want to look nice sometimes. Um, oh, yeah. But at the same time, a little bit of a joke in there is, is I think, I don't know, better. I had to put some tinted moisturiser on earlier because I scared myself when I looked in the mirror. <laughs> I went out to a restaurant last night and it was amazing. It was like five Oh, I saw sushi. your Instagrams. Yeah, it was so it good. It looked amazing. It was all paired with a sake. So Ooh. I drank like 25,000 sakis. That amazing. And now I'm well, like you don't, shuddering. Well, you don't, I can't tell. Oh, thank you. It's because I've got the glow. <laughs> Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. I think a hangover gives like people an edge. I think I do my best work when I'm hungover. I genuinely think that as well sometimes. Yeah, I'm really productive because I'm kind of like op- overcompensating and just kind of, I don't know, I've got a bit of, little bit of drive in me Ooh. from the night before. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Um, So I've been doing a bit of Googling, looking at your blog, and um, you say that you're a big oversharer. 
I also am a massive oversharer. Yes. Do you think that this is like typical of our generation? We just want to tell everyone everything. I think so. I think we're cleverer than just sharing everything, though. No. Because I do feel that even though I overshare, um, I choose what I overshare about. I think there's a lot more I could I could say, um, mm. but that's for another book, another day. Um, <laughs> but I think um, it's it's healthy to overshare things that you think will make other people feel better. So I think when I've digested it and worked it out and I'm okay with a certain thing, I'm ready to overshare, can write a blog post and be like, this happened to me, but I'm fine and this is how I dealt with it. What I don't really do is overshare when I'm not over it. Mm. So I don't overshare when I'm like really kind of struggling with something, if you know what I mean. I yeah. feel like it's healthier to work out privately with my like friends and family or whatever it might be and then kind of share it online when it's like... Uh, but then I'm a writer, so I want to make sure that I'm sharing it in the best possible way yeah, and like in an eloquent, interesting way. So um, I wouldn't say I overshare on a daily basis. Um, and I think social media's moved on. Back in the day, we'd upload like 60 photos of a night out yeah. and it would just be like, well, that's interesting. Carnage. Everyone wants to see that clearly. Whereas now we'll sort of put up like one lovely Instagram that will sum up our holiday. So I think we're getting... Um, bit more streamlined in that sense mm. and I would say I don't live tweet um what I'm eating anymore no used to no yeah I mean I think a lot of people do live Instagram everything that they get out the fridge yes and it's always just avocados <laughs> yeah so do you follow foodies or do you kind of try and I, step away from it all I do I follow loads of foodies and I'm actually really good friends with loads of them now like that's what's been amazing is the internet is a great place to make friends yeah. like Instagram is really good it's been really positive like I've hardly had any trolling really it's great it's been really good and now I like love seeing all those people at events and stuff and it's great yeah they're so so nice exactly and I think what's interesting is the more I've got confident and comfortable with myself the less I am trolled in a way because I think people know when that you've got like a button to press mm. and you're kind of vulnerable whereas now I don't care and I don't respond they're like oh boring yeah. I'll have to move on to someone else she literally doesn't care um, so that's quite fun. That is true. I think they are ultimately looking for a reaction. Yeah. I replied to one person the other day because he wrote this like essay about how irresponsible I was by telling people to listen to their bodies, not their doctors, and mm. how dangerous my snacking tips were. And I was like, oh, it's a parody account. I'm not yeah. telling anyone what to do. Just so Well, you that's know. important, I think, because you want to kind of make sure that you're, um, yeah, reinforcing your brand. Yeah. But I would never reply to like someone being like, you're fat. Oh, sometimes people will go, <laughs> oh, put it down, fatty. And I'm like, A, you can't really call me a fatty because I'm just not. And B, I don't care. Like, I'm no. drinking that Capri Sun and I'm loving it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You do you. Yeah, exactly. They should do them. Yeah, go away, <laughs> strap some hula hoops to your stomach and then tell me how you feel because it's liberating. Um, so I went to a festival at the weekend and I haven't really been to one for a while and it, it struck me that at the grand old age of nearly 29 I wasn't really sure what I should be wearing to this festival so I knew that shorts were probably a good idea but that most of the shorts that I own were genuinely illegal so I spent the whole morning of the festival texting my sister pictures of me in outfits being like, can I wear this? And she was like, absolutely not, you look like a teenage prostitute I was like, right, what about this? And she's like, um, you look like mum. So there was just, like, no happy medium. And I was like, I can wear a sports bra and shorts and still look cool. Like, I look about 22. She was like, yeah, but inside, you know that you are not 22. And it is not acceptable. 
So I went to this festival and I had a really nice time and it was it was really fun, but obviously immediately afterwards I've had this really disgusting lurgy for about five days. I've had festival flu. It was a day festival. Like who gets festival flu from a day festival? I feel so, so uncool. I was sort of on the dance floor, you know, in the early hours of the morning and the after party. That I was like, God, I'm so hot. Like, why am I sweating so much? I'm so disgusting. Like, no one else is really sweating as much as me. And that's when I realised I was developing a fever. Before I'd even left the festival, I'd actually managed to give myself flu. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was sweating like a pig, which you could argue was the glow. So at that point, this girl comes over to me and she goes, um, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but... You look quite a lot like that girl on Instagram, Deliciously Stella. I was like, well, A, why would anyone take that the wrong way? Surely that's a compliment. B, um, yes, I am Deliciously Stella. Yes, I am sweating more than any human being who's ever been on the earth. And I then sort of started to try and tell her about why I started the account. And all I could think to say was about how much I loved sausage rolls. And she just looked at me like I was the maddest person who's ever existed. Just like sweating, red, like fist-pumping, horrible gremlin. I really should stop bumping into people in public. I'm going to start lying and just saying it's not me. I'll be like, yeah, I do look a lot like her, but no, it's absolutely not. It's not me, promise. Have you had breakfast today? <laughs> I actually haven't, which is awful of me. Would you like an Emmy Cafe Latte? I absolutely would. They are actually really delicious. They're like iced coffees and they come in a little pot. There's three kinds. Strong macchiato, which is unsweetened. We've got a skinny over here. Skinny. Which looks great. I might go for that one. You might get a skinny one. And that's not very on brand for a deliciously stellar for I mean, to go you, for a skinny. But, I'm, not, I'm not going for a skinny. And then you we've go got a cappuccino iced coffee, which looks delish. Delicious. Which one I'm, would you like? I'm going to have the cappuccino, please. Thank you. I'm, I'm actually a bit hungover, so this is like the real dream. Yeah. They're very refreshing. They really are. And do you know what? It's summer. Even though it's raining outside, it is summer. So let's embrace it like it is summer. Yeah, it, it is summer. Yesterday <laughs> I left the house in summer clothes, went out went out for the day and then realised I couldn't be bothered to go home and get changed. So I just had to buy myself a whole new like winter oh, wardrobe. Oh my God, I hate this weather. It's awful. I've bought three umbrellas in the past week because I keep forgetting to take it out and then I have to buy another yeah, one because it's so disgusting. I think it's I think it's a true sign that you're not really an adult yet when you don't have an umbrella in your bag. Yeah. Like all of my really responsible friends just whip out an umbrella. They're like, yep. I think signs of adulting include being able to keep houseplants alive. <laughs> yeah. Having a spare room. Yeah. Like that's proper adulting. That is. And with a display cushion on the spare bed. Oh, yeah. There's nothing says adult <laughs> like a display cushion. I, I bought a printer the other day. And when I was in Argos buying it, I just had this moment when I went, you are 28 years old and you are buying a printer. You are a person. This is amazing. Yeah. I, I was carrying home a houseplant the other day and I was like, yeah. Yeah. yeah nailing yeah, it. I am. Nailing life. <laughs> it's dead now. It's fine. Right, bon appétit. Bon appétit. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Um, so part of social media, specifically Instagram, I wanted to talk to you about is the representation of women's bodies. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's it's unfair and it's all mainly sort of people who have slamming, tiny, toned, yeah. Yeah. beach bod, thigh gap all that jazz. Mm -hmm. But I think there's been a recent turn and there's more and more people who are saying, you know what, I'm normal and it's great and it's fine. Yeah. 
But yeah, in that sense, I feel like Instagram is slightly unhealthy. What do you think? I think it is. I think we have a responsibility to know what we're looking at and just kind of put a little bit of a barrier in place because Mm. I think it's easy to get sucked in. But I know, for example, um, I have a lot of friends that are fitness bloggers and it would be really unfair for me to say, oh, look at them and their tiny, amazing toned bodies because that's their hobby. My hobby is watching Netflix and making podcasts and... (laughs) lying very still (laughs) my hobby is definitely lying very still (laughs) I like being still so um, lying horizontal is enjoyable for me but for them they really enjoy fitness so I feel that I can't expect to look like that because I do not do that so I think it's just very much that that makes them empowered and I'm very proud of them that they are so pleased with their bodies but uh, they need to understand, and they do, that I like my body the way it is because this is my lifestyle. Yeah. And it's like when I can't get jealous of my friend who's a lawyer because she has more money than me. I make an active choice to oh, um, yeah. kind of write in cafes wearing disgusting hoodies. So I think <laughs> it's very much kind of just being yourself. I know it sounds so cheesy, but by being myself, I am embracing my thigh gap. Uh, not my thigh gap, no, can I just say. Because I just don't have one and I can't... If I photoshopped one in, I'd be lying to myself and I think that's a bad thing to do. See, I will never be good enough at Photoshop to do anything like that. That's what I don't understand. People are always like, oh, Khloe Kardashian's Photoshop, that photo. And I'm like, how? Yeah, what, well... What is this they, I think they app? have lights on the back of their cameras um, that you can get. You can clip on lights so you get better lighting. Mm. And... I mean, I don't know much about the Kardashians. I kind of don't really get it. Like, I don't watch Game of Thrones either, so I feel like, oh, oh God. I, I know, I'm really, it's, it's really bad. It's one of those things that I just don't um, watch, so sorry. But, yeah, so I don't get the Kardashians. I feel like I should, but I feel like that makes them feel good, so why not? But what makes me feel good is just being kind of, like, bearing it all sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I like makeup as well. Yeah, me too. I do wear it sometimes. Yeah. I I look a lot older when I have my makeup professionally done, so I don't like it that much. Yeah, me too. When I when I did my um book cover, um that a makeup artist was um does Strictly Come Dancing. And she no. painted my face like I know I was an egg. I it was a paintbrush, it wasn't even lipstick, it was red paint. And oh, I was like, I get it now. That's wow. what that's why, you know, you can look amazing on Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Strictly Come Dancing, I used to work at the BBC and I had to organise a, a like children in need sale of all the outfits from Strictly Come Dancing. So we were selling oh them God, to amazing. employees and they were like, as a gift, you get to choose two things that you want from the Strictly Cupboard. So <gasps> I have two dresses that obviously I can't get a leg in because they belong wow. to Ola Jordan. But they're so Cool. That's so cool. That's so cool. Do you cool. just ha- have them hanging up in your bedroom? Yeah. And I've got like a Kill Bill jumpsuit that I wear all the time to festivals. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Yeah, that you win. Winning. It's great. Yeah. It's super great. Um, but yeah, back to the Instagram thing. I think um, I love the effect that someone like Lena Dunham has had on girls mm. just because I hadn't seen it before. And I think that's really weird that I've never seen that before. Same with Amy Schumer. Same with... Broad City. Yes. And just kind of... I find it interesting that that was the first time I ever saw, well, our generation ever saw someone that just looked slightly more like them. And I think the more we see ourselves and the more diverse models are, for example, um, just the better we'll feel. It's like when you find out someone's had a shit day, it kind of makes you feel better in a a kind of (laughs) sad way. You just want to know that people are human. Yeah, I agree. um, 
it, it's it's a fine line because I think we never want to shame someone. I hate it when the Daily Mail do before and after because that woman is not in control of the before and the after. It was a while ago, but they released photos of Madonna mm-hmm. when she hadn't been airbrushed. And I found that not empowering because that was shaming her yeah. and doing it. You know, she'd done it on her own Instagram. Cool. That's yeah. that's okay because yeah. she's owning that and she's she's choosing to do that. But um, yeah, I think it's it's such a double standard for women. It's like you wear too much makeup, you don't wear any makeup. Yeah, you Photoshop yourself, you don't Photoshop yourself. It's just what I can't can't bear at the moment is um, they'll they'll pick someone who's you know probably put, either put on a little bit of weight or it's a really unflattering photo, and then they'll just say these things that make it sound like they're being really positive, oh, but I when hate they're that. deliberately shaming people. Yeah. Like Pixie Geldof, like put on a bit of weight and she's on the beach. She looks great, and they were just like flaunting her curves. Oh. Like, and I'm like, you're basically just poking fun at her yeah. and just being so unkind. And yeah, it's so and it's grim. very passive aggressive. Yeah, it's so passive aggressive. I'm like, who works there? Like, I could never ever do that. Yeah, like, even if I absolutely 100 needed a job. Oh I'd my be god, like, me neither. No, I won't do absolutely that. Absolutely not. I hate it so much. And what really upsets me is because I think it's empowering that bloggers for example and youtubers and you know people that have made their own way they're in control of what they put out and then suddenly the daily mail gets hold of something and it's just like all of that kind of work that that person's done to be like this is me this is what i want to show is just kind of stripped away um there was a youtuber recently that got photographed on the beach and i just thought that's just awful oh yeah i i remember there was lovely tanya burr and like her bikini bottoms had fallen down and they leave her alone she's on a holiday what annoys me about that is that she gives so much of herself anyway yeah so it's kind of like when someone was uh stalking zoella um in a car just like cruising by her house waiting for her to go to sainsbury's i was like she videos every like minute Mm. of her day practically well you know in her vlogs she'll do a portion of her day I just feel like she's giving so much of herself and she is letting people into her life that you can't now want more. I get a bit worried about that. It's just out of order. Yeah, it is so, it's so, so out of order. I haven't really had anything bad. Everyone who I've met has been really nice. I signed my first autograph the other day. Oh my God, amazing. It was mortifying. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what to do. I was like, you obviously don't live in London or you wouldn't (laughs) have done this. So the day after my festival, I went to Cornwall to go and stay with my friend Lottie, who's got a house there. And I've been going every year since I was about 15, so it's really, really nice. And when I got there, as they do every year, they warned me not to outstay my welcome. And uh, that's because one year I I moved in and I, I got a job. So I was like 19 and I was on my university holidays and I'd been trying to get a job in a shop or something for the summer. I couldn't get a job in London anywhere. Like, no one wanted to hire me, unsurprisingly. So I went down to Cornwall just for a bit of a holiday and my friend's mum was like, you know what, I mean, you could always get a job here. As a joke. Next thing I know, I'd handed in my CV in a local restaurant and I had been employed. So I essentially moved myself in. I'm employed. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to get rid of me. They don't want to be rude. One day, um, my friend's mum comes back from the shops and she finds an empty packet of sausage rolls in the sitting room and she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. The dog's got the sausage rolls. I had eaten six sausage rolls by myself watching telly at their house. I then lifted up my feet and allowed her to hoover the sausage roll flakes from underneath me. And at that point, my friend had to come into my room and she went, enough is enough. I love you, but you've eaten everything and mum just hoovered underneath your feet. You're going to have to go. 
Um, so obviously these bloggers and vloggers have got this amazing platform to sort of connect with people who like them. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're very identifiable with because, you know, they're normal people and they're, you know, they're represented as our peers. But I guess as they get more and more famous, do you think it gets more difficult to identify with their lifestyles? I think so. I think that what's interesting is you start off just being totally normal, in their case, videoing in their bedrooms. But, you know, I'm friends with Zoe, but she has a Madame Tussauds waxwork. It's I, I can't relate to that. No. <laughs> um, so I think um, there's definitely going to get be a tipping point of um, internet fame versus mainstream fame. Yeah. So, you know, there, that is definitely kind of not as relatable. But at the same time, I watch her videos and I just think, you know, she's just going through some things she's bought from Boots before she goes on a holiday with her family. Yeah. And that is totally, relatable. That is totally relatable. So I think there's parts of it that is going to be, you know, you can't deny that having 10 million fans is huge Mm. that you know that isn't relatable but at the same time um she's so lovely and down to earth and normal yeah actually I don't think she's changed at all I feel like because of the nature of what I do I'm sort of expected to still lead a sort of slightly shit unhealthy life in inverted commas and now that I've become more popular I do get invited to do some really really cool stuff and you know my life is going really really well my career is going really really well and I feel like I'm sort of being a bit disingenuous by doing all the sort of gross stuff. Mm. I I know what you mean. I think though, I don't know about you, but like my life is no different. Mm. Just because I've got a book deal doesn't mean that I'm like kind of now just like only drinking Moe um, (laughs) and and only being like chauffeured in limousines to hotels. It's like literally I am in a onesie just watching TV with my boyfriend. Like it's just so... So I think um, for me... It's really important that that never goes away and I don't think it ever will because I just don't think in this day and age that celebrities are what they used to be. Because I think back in the day it would be um, Victoria Beckham is not smiling at an airport. Now we can see Victoria Beckham on Instagram. It's like she is actually a person. Mm. I mean, again, not relatable, but equally she's with her family and they're playing tennis or whatever. So I think um, we're all very much more on a level playing field, which I love. I feel like I have something in common with Brie Larson's Instagram. It's hilarious. She's an Oscar-winning actress, but she still will just be photographing herself in a disgusting, stained T-shirt and be like, I'm having a bad day. So I think the more that we just remind ourselves that we're all humans, we're all the same, then the better, really. So your book's out now. It is. And it's called Control-Alt-Delete. Yes, it's called Control-Alt-Delete, How I Grew Up Online. And um, yes, in all your uh, bookstores, it will be available. That is very, very exciting. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. That went really quickly. That was so fun. Whizzed. Yes. Well, thank you. And thanks to the Emmy Cafe Latte as well. Anytime. Delicious. Anytime. So that's all for this week. If you want to get in touch, then you can follow me on Instagram at deliciouslystella. Or if you fancy coming on the show, you can email me on deliciouslystella at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. 